Collective Podcast. My name is Louie. And my name is Josh. And we are two brothers who love to debate about sports, especially the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, there's nothing to debate here. The Pittsburgh Penguins absolutely suck when it comes to their trip to Canada. All losses, and especially against a one in five Vancouver team, the Penguins fell short. Let's get after it. How could this day get any worse, Josh? We had to stay up late for this hockey game. Yep. And we had to watch one of the most embarrassing displays of hockey from the Pittsburgh Penguins today. We lost. Let me say this loud so that everyone can hear. We have lost to the Vancouver Canucks, who are one and five. And that's well, now- Two and five. Went out two and five. But coming in, they were one and five. The Pittsburgh Penguins have lost to the Vancouver Canucks one to five. Now, let's give you a little context here. You're wondering, wow, they must have had a lot of rest when the Penguins came into town. No. In fact, they didn't. They just played Seattle Kraken last night. And had multiple fights, barely got away with a win. Their empty net goal at the end of the game was their game winner. That's a fu- that's a that's a hard fought game. Pittsburgh comes into town. We had rest. Get steamrolled by one by the worst hockey team in the NHL right now. Can't explain it. And it's infuriating watching a game like tonight where you have to stay up so you're already cranky. You you watch this hockey team. Can't even form a pass in the neutral zone to start a hard press going into the uh, uh, offensive zone. We can't even do it. What's going on with the pens, Josh? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's, uh, unexplainable. I, I don't don't know what to say it's uh hard to put into words what you're even seeing because just when you think you you know what it is you know spending too much time in the defensive zone well then once they start breaking out they can't get through the neutral zone and then it's like okay well that's the issue well then it's too many penalties and it's okay well you know like i i uh you know, not efficient with the passes. Like, I I don't understand it. I mean, there were so many chances where I saw that if they just connected on a pass, we had a breakaway or an odd man rush. Like, or, you know, the, the starting to third, there was so, so much aggressiveness towards, you know, the goal that I just didn't seem like, how did a puck not go in? Like, we had all these chances, all these scoring opportunities to start to third. It just, I felt like at that point, they were, you know, once we got halfway into the third, it they were done. They were just checked out. 
They were checked out. Let's quickly go through the scoring, Josh. In the first period, only one goal, ex-Penguin Tanner Pearson starts it off for Vancouver. After this first, I thought the Penguins played good in the first, Josh. Thought they played good. I thought they, they came out physical, which is what I like to see. A little bit of feistiness from the Pittsburgh Penguins. They just had a conversation with Mike Sullivan the day before at practice. Apparently, reports said Mike Sullivan was very heated during this practice. He was very stern with the players this practice. He wanted to see results. And honestly, I think we did. I think we did in the see in the first period. We saw Sidney Crosby get a little physical. We saw him leading by example. We saw Latang be physical. We saw Gino be physical. I think we came out flying, which was great. But after that, Josh, downhill. Scoring in the second, Bo Horvat gets his first goal. Then Ricard Raquel. It's 2-1 Pens. I mean, excuse me, 2-1 Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Pens get one goal at the end of second. There's still hope. You're clinging on to hope at this point. Yeah. Third period. Not even going to try to pronounce his name. He scores. Oliver Ekman Larsen, Lar- Larsen. He scores. JT Miller scores the empty netter. And it's done. Wait. Are you talking about Andre Kuzmenko? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to try to do it. Oh, come on. Out of all the names, that's... That one's pretty easy. Okay, fine, Josh. Kuzmenko, Ekman Larson, and JT Miller. Happy? Everyone happy out there? I'm not. They scored three times in the third period. Penguins played horrible. Yes, one was an empty net, but holy cow, it just wasn't good. It wasn't good. These are one of these games that you need to win. And it's that's why I'm so frustrated right now. And I, I'm trying to be... You know, like all the other uh, games, I say episodes, all the other games, I'm trying to be very calm and be mature about this. But this, I will not. I won't take this. This is the Vancouver Canucks. They're one in five when we come in, uh, come into town. Well, this should after, be an easy win for you. Yeah, John. after the, the way they've been playing the last few games, we kind of thought this was going to be a bounce back game. Thought this was gonna be a good good game to shake it all off. Oh Just yeah. Get it out of our system and let's let's bounce back to finish off this. Let's road score trip. eight goals on these sure, guys. Let's get back to six. Oh yeah. Get everyone a goal. Make them feel happy. Get Sid's 900th point. Let him get crazy. Go not his 900th point, his 900th assist. Let's get that go crazy. Oh, let's get some boy. Uh, the boys get some points on the board. Let's get Jari a shutout here. Let's get him feeling good. I guarantee you that was the message going into Vancouver. Let's get a pick me up for Tristan Jari. Let's get me. Let's get a pick me up for Sid. Let's get it rolling here, boys. But I, I don't know what happened. I do not know what happened in this game. They came out physical. They matched the physicality of the Vancouver Canucks. They matched the energy. Yeah. But that means absolutely nothing if you can't do anything with the puck. You could punch people all day. You can throw them against the boards. But if you're in the offensive zone and you can't put the puck on net more than 35 times in three periods and only have one goal, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. 
Now, there was one thing that I noticed that, like, I mean, didn't really have any outcome on the on the game. Um, but I just realized I'm jumping the gun here mm. because that that's going to be a part of my overtime. So I apologize. Here, no, no, no. Then let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I just went on a rant there anyway. Well, that was the quick game recap. All right, and now welcome to the TPC Overtime 3-on-3, where Louie and I go back and forth on our observations or takeaways of the game. Uh, I don't think we're going to have much uh, we don't about this one um but just to just to keep going off of what i was going to say in uh, uh louis recap um one thing that like i noticed with this game even though it didn't have any impact on the the end score um the refs i was i going crazy or were some of these calls just completely suspect like oh my gosh yes like i mean the first first call i think it was on on malkin where they got him for uh slashing but he like clearly tripped the guy so like already out of the gate they're not really you know calling the right calls and then just felt like a bunch of both sides now i'm not saying this was just on the penguins i felt like it was the same thing for vancouver they were calling making calls on Vancouver where it was kind of like, you're going to call that? Like, are you serious? But then there's others where they're not calling anything. So I don't know. I was just kind of frustrated with the refs, but I mean, that could have also just been with my frustration with the Penguins, you know, just, uh, you know, spilling over into how the refs were pl- uh, calling the game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Was I going crazy? What, what, what did you... No, no. I mean, there was a lot of plays. There was definitely a boarding call on Sam Poulin, um, that they didn't call. These yes. refs were blind on calls like that. Um, and then called simple, like hooking calls. It was so lopsided, um, not like, for Vancouver because they called stupid calls for Vancouver. Yeah. It was just like they didn't care about like boarding and interference, but man, did they really care about that stick may have touched that guy's face or, oh, he held for like a millisecond. We got to call that. Yeah. It was just a little lopsided on that. I don't think that was, I do not believe that was the way to go. I think it's a physical start. These refs need to know, okay, these guys are going to hit each other. There's going to be some slashes. There's going to be some hooks. We got to let some of them go. We can't keep on calling every little thing and not calling the big things. You got to be consistent one way or the other. And I think they just failed overall. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. So speaking of bad calls my first one is we got to stop taking dumb penalties so dumb penalties you know we're down 4-1 well it was 3-1 excuse me we were Mm -hmm. down 3-1 i know what one you're talking about yeah yeah and then archibald takes a a a penalty yep 3-1 and i know you're like well the game's already over it's not if you think about it we could get a score right there we get a goal right there Bring it to 2-3, hold Jari, hopefully get a, uh, like, an, you know, an odd man rush maybe, and 
and get a, a you know a tying goal, three three, then play it safe or overtime. That would have been nice. But Archibald, of course, takes a dumb penalty, which is what the refs were doing all game. So you got to be more aware of the situation as a player. You know these refs are calling stupid calls, so don't put your stick where you know you shouldn't. Takes the call, they get a power play goal, 4-1, and then they get an empty netter, 5-1. And it was it that was because of that one penalty. And how many times did they almost score a power play goal? One more second, it would have been one more second under, it would have been a power play goal. Or they scored during the power play goal. Yeah, no, you're right. The the, the Josh Archibald penalty definitely was not not good timing because like you said i think there was like three and a half minutes left in the game they could have made a push um i mean i don't know about scoring two i was pretty much thinking the game was over but i mean at least make it one look respectable um all of that um you know but i i agree there was uh uh the penalty at the end too with brian rust that was weird where him and uh Ekman Larson were kind of getting into it. Like, why even call that? That's what that's what led to the Penguins pulling Jari going up five four. And then uh was it was that when JT got the empty netter? Um yes. but, yeah. But yeah, and the, like the first period, I think we had four penalties that we had to kill off. And then Three. The, Three, okay. And then uh, it was flipped in the second, right? Correct. Where exactly we, we had right. all the power plays. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. So not only do we got to stop taking penalties, but we got to take advantage when we're on the power play. Yeah. Well, that, well, Raquel scored on one of them. Um, but, like, still, when you get three in a, in a penalty, in a, uh, excuse me, three in a period, you got like you gotta get multiple. You gotta get multiple, especially against a team like Vancouver. And like I think that's where the frustration with me is coming from with this with this game. Is that when you're playing an inferior team, you don't play down to their level. You just dominate. You just play your game and dominate every aspect of the game. I, I felt like just the simple tasks that they were trying to do, like even when they were on the power play, trying to set it up, mm-hmm. they just kept uh, that one play where Latang would start bringing it into the neutral zone and then pass it back to whoever was trailing him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was Malkin, sometimes it was sometimes it was Crosby. But like I felt like they were never it, like Latang could never complete that pass. And it's like, why even do that? Why even do that if he can't do it? But there was a lot of miscommunication throughout the whole entire game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times that Latang, once again, making passes behind him, no one was there, or um, especially on the power play. Yeah. And it, it took like four seconds off because we had to recycle. And that's just, that's not how it should be done. We're professional athletes here. Let's act like it. You have you have Dumoulin behind the net, 
I don't think it was a power play, but we had the possession. So now it's time to move up the ice. He lets someone come and steal the puck right up, right in front of him. It's just, it's embarrassing to watch. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah and and that's that's, you know, I'm I'm stealing notes from my next point. My next point number two is sloppiness. Oh yeah. You know, I I, I think I brought it up last last game or the game before where it were just sloppy, sloppy passes, sloppy setting up, just like just lack of communication, which falls under sloppiness in my mind. There was one power play. I don't even know if it was power play. No, it was beginning of the third when they were just like kind of on the attack, just in the attacking zone, just yeah. setting everything up. Latang holds on to the puck and is literally just skating, skating around. Pass oh, yeah. it, shoot it, something, do something with it. Well, and, and not only so there's kind of two two sides of that coin. So you have Latang skating around looking for an option, right? Because that's clearly what he's doing. Yeah. But our guys aren't moving. Yes, no one moved. So like great point. He, yes. So like, yeah, what is Latang doing? That's your first reaction. And then it's well, guys, move. Like, try yeah. to get a lane open for him. He ended up getting pickpocketed, and the puck went away. Yep. So, like, you just stand there going, like, pass me the puck. It's, he's not going to do it. You have a guy on you. That's why he's skating around in the first place. It doesn't take a genius to understand that. Get out. There's You guys need to, to fan out. Spread out the defense so a lane gets created in front of the goalie. This is offense 101 in hockey. You don't want the off the defense huddled around the goalie. You want to spread them outward. So what you got to do is do what Latang is doing, but as well as the other forwards, is create lanes. Yeah. Get get passing lanes open so that way you can create a tic tac toe pass in the middle of the lane so you can bring it up and shoot it on net. Yeah, and just to clarify too, you got to keep the one guy in the in the front to oh. screen. Yes, but I'm saying No, I know what you mean. Everyone needs to be other avenues. Everyone needs to be cycling. Everyone yes. needs to be rotating. Everyone needs to be moving. That way the defense is confused. They can't hold on to one player, right? They can't cover It's like basketball. Horror, I guess it's it's a hockey podcast, but we're talking about basketball now. So, in the offensive zone, when you're playing basketball, you guys need to move. Otherwise, you can't pass the ball. Yeah. Right? Same situation here. You need to skate away from your defender so you can create passing lanes to create a play. When Latang was going willy-nilly back and forth on the blue line, skating back and forth, looking like an idiot, to be honest, the players just stood there. Horrible communication. That's just that was the, that was a perfect example of how the Penguins played tonight. Yeah, perfect example. No communication, and in the end, it didn't even matter. Yep. Trying to do something cool doesn't matter. You lost. Didn't matter. You fumbled the puck. You shouldn't have done that in the first place. You should have just thrown it on net. See what happens. That could have resulted better than you trying to figure out a passing lane and the guy standing still so sorry to take it on a a tangent but that was that play really annoyed me because 
yeah, your first in- instinct is to say, Latang, what are you doing? But also, the guys haven't been doing anything, so it's not all on him. All right, so is that's my second one. Um, we, I think we just talked about sloppy play. Yeah, um, that was that was my second. My, I guess my second is I like the physical start from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I thought it was really cool to see them match the energy in the beginning of the game. Um, first of all, I was surprised to see Vancouver come out so strong. They just mm-hmm. played last night. So I was just like, whoa, they're being very physical with us. They're being very headstrong. So we got to match it. And we've been hitting people. Latang literally murdered a guy uh, in the first period. I, 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 was that Bo Horvat? I wasn't sure. But he ran, steamrolled him. Yeah. Which is what I like to see. We haven't seen that from the last five games from the Penguins. So coming in this one it's nice to see that physical start because that we're playing what philly the flyers capitals those people in our division play rough and it's nice to see that the penguins could match it if we play like that um but to my point before earlier on it's great to have physical start but if you can't do anything with the puck it's absolutely meaningless. What I would have liked to see from the Pittsburgh Penguins is in the second period, slow the game down, control it more, and have more puck possession. But that's not what happened. But my my second one is I like the physical start. That's fair. And uh, that's a beautiful segue into my third. I promise we didn't plan this. But mm-hmm. uh, my... My third is that I loved the starts to each period. Yep. Didn't love the endings or the middle, but no. the start to each one. I mean, obviously the first, they came out aggressive, uh, physical, like you were saying. Yeah. Great. Love the, loved the energy. And then the second, you felt like there's a little more urgency, you know, being down uh, one nothing, and then you know uh, they went down 2-0, and then the penalties for Vancouver started to kick in, and that's where I felt like okay they were kind of getting their energy. Raquel scored on the power play. Okay, we're back in the game. Yeah. Then the third, they started fantastic. I wish they started every period, every game the way they started the third, just. Keeping the puck in the in the attacking zone, passing yeah. it around, mm-hmm. getting shots on net, like that's that that was Penguins hockey. Now, granted, it was still not as crisp as you would like it, but you know we'll for the way it. they've been playing, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. So that's my three. I like the start to every every period. Now, as we've been saying, that Crosby has been saying for the last few days. We got to make it a complete 60. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it was a complete 60. No. It was, a great, it was a great first five in each period. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. Um, my last one, I'll make it really quick, and then we can uh, we can get sure. to the beauty. Uh, get the puck out of the zone. I don't know how many times defense when we were on the penalty kill um, or they were just in our zone. Um 
we didn't really make an effort to kind of steal the puck and just dump it. Uh, we just kind of waited for them to either mess up a play or to put the puck on net. Uh, first of all, it's not what you want to do. You want to get in there. You want to disrupt the pass. You want to cover some guys. You don't want to let them move. Literally the opposite of what we were just saying about how to create passing lanes and to always be cycling. You want to disrupt that. So you got to do something to get the puck out of the zone. I just don't understand what the Penguins were doing today. I think maybe they thought it was an easy game tonight and they got a rude awakening. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, get the puck out of the zone. We got to do better. Uh, we got to wake up because uh, we have a Seattle Kraken uh, team tomorrow that's better than uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. But that will do it uh, for our three on three overtime. Now it's for now it's time to go into our TPC beauty of the game. Right, and now, like Louis said, it is time for the TPC beauty of the game. Not a lot of uh, good action tonight, but the silver lining of tonight's game was probably uh, Ricard Raquel. So he will be our beauty of the game tonight. He just looked the most. He played well. He played well. Played well, got a goal on a power play. Um, felt like he was the only one really putting in full effort all game. And he was attacking the net. Yeah. Uh, I felt like he was, you know, chasing after loose pucks. He was doing well on the four check. I, I just, I liked what I saw from Raquel. Now, I, I like I mentioned to you when we got on, I kind of liked the way Crosby played too. But the edge has to go to Raquel because he got the goal. So that's the literally. If there was no goal, I would have said like Casey DeSmith was the <laughs> the, the the beauty of the game. He didn't play, ladies and gentlemen. Look good. Look good in that ball. He looked good. He edge. looked he looked good on the bench. He did as much as Evgeny Malkin tonight. So. Um, if there was zero, yeah, it was zero goals. It probably would have been Casey to Smith, but Ricard Raquel. Yeah, he did get a goal. He did play well. Um, you know, as well, you can play in a game that ends five, one. It's just unfortunate that there wasn't a lot more action between, you know, any line, but Ricard Raquel gets it. So, yeah. Yeah. So great job by him. Um, I do just, uh, before we end the episode, uh, there was something I wanted to mention uh, that I failed to earlier. Yes. Uh, I thought uh, Brock McGinn had a, a great game, too. Uh, there was a play that I wanted to mention. I'm, I'm blanking on when it happened. I believe it was, like, early, mid in the first period. He, like, pickpocketed. Someone yeah. in when uh, we were in the defensive zone passed it to someone to like start the break, and then he was just gone. He was behind the defense, but the pass couldn't get to him. I want to say it was Carter who tried passing it to him, and it was offline. And if it was on target, I think that would have been 
a goal, if not like a great opportunity. But like that was like the first time this season where I was kind of like, oh, McGinn, nice, nice play. Yeah. Oh, but, McGinn, I forgot you were on the yeah, team. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Little, uh, McGinn little, was uh, not the beauty of the game. Ricard Raquel was. Yeah. And that will do it for the TPC beauty of the game. All right, get your coffee ready because it's another late start for the Penguins. They take on the Seattle Kraken at 10 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, October 29th. I am struggling with that date because it's currently 1 a.m. And the date has already changed to game day. So that is why I'm looking at the date very confused. But it is October 29th. The Penguins will take on Seattle Crack, and hopefully they don't embarrass themselves like they did today. Josh, any last comments, concerns? What do you got to tell the people? Uh, lots of concerns, but uh, today is a new day. Uh, we'll see how we take on the Kraken. I'm assuming the Smith will probably get the start. Um, we'll see. We'll see who they uh, they put in net. But uh, looking forward to a bounce back. Uh, hopefully, uh, but uh, we will do our best to get an episode in after that game as well. And all these episodes and all future episodes can be found on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Um, please make sure to like five stars or wait, like and comment, yeah. rate us five stars. That's right. It's too early for this. And uh we will get back at it as soon as possible after every game. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Penguins Pens Collective. Discord at Penguins Collective. We'd love to start a chat with you there. But other than that, you guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. And Josh, as always, let's go Pens.